Welcome back to a new episode, and today's guest is someone who has built a name for himself rather fast within the IOTA ecosystem. Highly educated about decentralized finance, also known as DeFi, quit his job recently to pursue his interest within DeFi. Welcome, Cappy. Hey, man. How you doing? Oh, good, man. And you? Yeah, good, good. Thanks. Uh, thanks for inviting me onto the show. I'm, I'm looking oh, forward to this. Thank you for joining because I'm looking forward to this one. Nice. Um, maybe if I start with a, a, an introduction to myself. Um, so I'm Cappy, otherwise known as uh, Rob Dakin. Um, I've worked in traditional finance um, now for 15 years, and uh, I, I guess I can start by um, telling you that I'm, I'm celebrating tonight because uh, I, I finally quit my job. Um, today is my last day. It's a bittersweet moment for me because I'll be honest, I've, I've enjoyed my job, um, and I'll be sad to see um, say goodbye to my team. Uh, but I'm, I'm very much looking forward to to the opportunity of, of grabbing sort of DeFi opportunities that are going to be available on IOTA with, with both hands. Mm. Um, and uh, so I've worked in traditional finance for 15 years across um, London and Jersey. Um, I've uh, focused my career in private equity, um, but I've become fascinated in, in decentralized finance. Um, Perhaps I'll, I'll kind of go through kind of my brief history, um, how I got into into crypto, yeah, um, which is a bit of a, an, an interesting story. So I've always been a bit of a, a geek and a, a gamer. And um, so I've been playing a game called uh, Counter-Strike since I was 16, so um, over 20 years now, which is crazy. Mm. And um, Counter-Strike um, launched on a gaming platform called Steam, and they had a, a marketplace on there called Steam Marketplace. And I soon realized that around 2014, 2015, you could trade um, virtual items for this game on this marketplace and actually make money. And that's what I was doing through 2014, 2015. I'd invested like $100 in these like virtual items, which um, my wife at the time, like I, I swear to God, she wanted to kill me. Um, but I managed to turn that like $100 into like a reasonable um, amount of cash. But I, I quickly realized actually in Steam, it's like a closed marketplace, like ecosystem, and I couldn't get that money out. And uh, the only way I could actually extract value out of that marketplace was to trade the items for Bitcoin. Um, so that's how I, I kind of got in, involved in Bitcoin. I'd, uh, I'd heard of it before, um, but I've always, I'd always written it off until then uh, because I, I felt like it was, you know, it was going to get clamped down by regulators. Um, I'd worked in traditional finance and I, I knew all of the sort of regulatory red tape and compliance that you have to go through um, to um, send money um, between um, customers. So the concept of doing that peer-to-peer, -peer, I thought it would it would get clamped down sooner or later. Um, but the more that I was using it, and and to be honest, the more it was going up in value, that the, the the more interested I got and, and further down the rabbit hole I, I went. Um, and that's when... I kind of um, explored the, the crypto um, ecosystem, found out about um, Ethereum, got involved in Ethereum sort of 2016. Um, I'd heard of IOTA actually in 2016, um, but I, I got put off actually by the concept of using um, like a peer-to-peer a, a -peer marketplace. I can't remember the, the name of it at the time, but it was before Bitfinex came out. And, and so I was one of the first... Um, um, purchases of IOTA on, on Bitfinex when it launched around about July 2017. And I rolled that B 
big hype wave up in, in 2017. Mm. Um, so I, I, you know, IOTA is one of the, the first uh, cryptocurrencies that I, I became heavily involved in. Um, I joined a, a, a closed group of um, IOTA um, um, friends and, and we've, we've kept that group open now for sort of five years now. Um, and ironically, a lot of people in that Discord group um, went on to, to work for the foundation, which is really cool. And I've, I've kept in close contact with them. Um, but outside of IOTA, um, I got involved in a number of ICOs in 2017 and 2018, made a lot of money, lost a lot of money. <laughs> um, but I, I, I got really interested in DeFi. And the first um, DeFi platform that um, I got interested in was called EFLAND. Um, and that was the, the old name for Aave uh, back in 2017. Um, and that was one of my more successful uh, DeFi investments. And then really a light bulb moment was when Compound and Wi-Fi hit the scene in uh, around 2020. And they really blew the concept for um, launching uh, tokens in a decentralized manner with um, with things like yield farming, which we'll, we'll go on to later down uh, down this conversation, I think. Mm. Um, but um, I, I got really interested in DeFi on Ethereum until it got super expensive uh, to use Ethereum with the, with the gas prices and, and gas wars. And then um, I got interested in multiple different uh, smart contract chains, um, starting with Binance Smart Chain. Then we had the likes of AVAX, Phantom, Solana, Matic, and, and Moon River, to name just a few. Um, so I, I consider myself kind of a multi-chainer. Um, so I'm, I'm not, I'm certainly not a um, IOTA maximalist, um, but I, I do have IOTA close to my heart. And I think there's some incredible opportunities coming up on IOTA, which I'd like to use some of my, my experience on other chains and other uh, DeFi uh, platforms to, to really help grow an ecosystem that can benefit really all stakeholders in the, uh, the DeFi ecosystem. Mm, yeah, I think the community needs to learn a little bit more about all these the concepts of DeFi because everyone's heard of it, but I don't think a lot of people actually understand what it is. Uh, I'm certainly no expert about it, uh, but like, what was it that made you so interested in DeFi? Yeah, so obviously I've come from a traditional finance background, but I really feel that traditional finance is very inefficient. There's there's a huge amount of um, human resource and labor required to operate these uh, traditional finance functions from like exchanging uh, stocks on a traditional stock exchange like the FTSE 100 or, or NASDAQ to um, the, the the system being very secretive and, and non-transparent. Um, and it, it doesn't serve as everyone. I was, I was looking um, at some, some facts before I joined your show and um, 1.7 billion people are, are unbanked right now through the traditional finance services. So I think we need to, you know, we need change. We need change now. Um, and I'm hoping that I can play a really small part in help, helping to push uh, decentralized finance forward uh, to solve some of those problems in the traditional finance system right now. Um, so I, I, I strongly believe that decentralized finance is a lot more efficient. And the reason why it's more efficient is that where you have a decentralized finance application, it runs off code and, and code is law. 
and you can replace a, um, a centralized body with its own policies and procedures and human capital with code. So if you do a comparison, um, let's say you have a traditional exchange like the FTSE 100, and you compare that to another exchange, let's say Uniswap, which is the largest decentralized exchange. Uniswap runs on code, which is law, and they have a really small team. I don't know the number of people that work at work at Uniswap, but I'd be surprised if there's more than maybe 50 or 100 people that are working, developing Uniswap right now. If you compare that to the FTSE 100, um, again, I don't have the figures in front of me, but I'd be surprised if it's less than 1,000. Um, and the amount of work that's required um, in the background um, for the FTSE 100 to operate, you'll have um, actors like um, custodians holding the stocks and shares. You'll have administrators um, moving the, the stocks and shares and the amount of paperwork and inefficiency for making a trade is, is incredible in comparison to making a trade through a decentralized application like Uniswap. Um, so there's, there's a huge amount of cost savings and that can be passed on to the users and it can also provide value to the utility token, which um, operates the um, decentralized application. So that, that's kind of why I, I'm really excited um, with DeFi. But mm. I think another reason um, that DeFi is, is so special is that it's creating value for, for all stakeholders. And I, I really believe that the traditional model of having um, stocks and shares is, is being flipped on its head. I think in the future, and I, I don't have a timeline for this, but I suspect that in the next 20 years, stocks and shares are gonna be phased out and they're gonna be replaced with tokens because uh, tokens on a blockchain are just so much more efficient um, to um, operating even a normal business, uh, let alone just uh, DeFi. Uh, because with stocks and shares, you need a lot of human capital. It's, it's inefficient to, for example, pay a dividend to shareholders. So if you have a traditional business, to, to pay a dividend to its shareholders takes a huge amount of time. Just think of all of the bank details that those shareholders need to provide mm -hmm. and the number of payments that bounce because bank details are incorrect. Uh, working on a legacy banking um, network with like Swift payments, for example, um, you can replace that with blockchain technology where you can have stocks and shares replaced with tokens and then you can have um, revenue paid out to token holders in real time not having to wait for like dividends on a quarterly or annual basis. You can pay benefits out to your, your token holders in, in real time. Um, so this is like a really interesting concept. And you can also use tokens to be a lot more adaptive. So you can reward your customers uh, for using your platform, or you can reward your um, customers for providing liquidity uh, to your your platform in in tokens as well, um, so there's there's you know really interesting times ahead, um, and I guess an example that I like to use is let's take a bank for example, like a bank that launched maybe a hundred years ago would have to have you know some some wealthy shareholders would uh, provide the initial capital for the bank, 
and and they would be the the shareholders of, of that bank and customers would come in and they would deposit their funds and they may borrow a small amount of um, money from the bank but those, those customers wouldn't be benefiting apart from um, a, a, a very small lending rate or um, they benefit from having access to a loan. If you flip that in today's sort of decentralized finance um, world, you could have a, a banking um, platform, like a lending and borrowing platform, um, similar to something like Compound. Now, Compound, when it first launched, and I believe it still does, um, provides incentives to the customers. So if I was to lend some money to Compound, I'll earn a small amount of interest from the people that are borrowing my, my money. But at the same time, because I'm a valued customer, Compound would also give me a small allocation of the utility token to reward me for being a customer. And it helps to incentivize um, customers coming onto their platform. Um, and that model was, has never really been adopted in the traditional finance world, but it's been widely accepted in the DeFi world. So it's providing more value for all stakeholders, not just to the, the rich shareholders that have established these entities. Um, and that's why I'm, I'm really interested in, in DeFi because it allows for us to create a much fairer system where all stakeholders can benefit, not just a few. Mm. You just made so much, uh, so many great points there that I'm having a little hard time processing it. Um, but you you made a you made your name uh, pretty clear uh, around the AO2 community really fast because you you provided this type of information uh, around on Twitter and Discord, so pe people um, pays attention to you and are really interesting to to see what you have to say about it. Um, but you're quite motiva motivated about it, right? So. Why have you made the decision to leave your job and pursue DeFi full time with a focus on IOTA? Yeah, I mean, it was, it's, to be honest, it's, it's a risk, but I see it as almost a bigger risk not taking that decision right now. Um, as I mentioned to you before, like, I've loved my time working in traditional finance. I, I really enjoy working with my team. And um, I'd be ha happy to have continued working in that role if it wasn't for the opportunity that. I see ahead of us over the next sort of six to 12 months in particular in, um, in, in DeFi and, and working with IOTA. Um, I, I really see this as kind of a gold rush opportunity. We've got a really big IOTA community um, and we have a smart contract platform launching shortly in Shimmer and an assembly in the not too distant future. And it provides us with an opportunity to build out the um, initial DeFi protocols that are required for a successful DeFi ecosystem. Um, so everyone is probably aware that you need to have a, a decentralized ex exchange um, to start an ecosystem, but th there's many other tools that are required. Um, so for example, I've been talking to some bridges like Multi um, Chain, otherwise known as um, AnySwap to provide uh, bridging uh, tools. So assets can move from one smart contract chain to IOTA and vice versa. So for example, you could move some Ethereum from the Ethereum chain onto IOTA, um, or even what is going to become available shortly is moving NFTs from one chain to another 
which is a really interesting concept. So I see it as a great opportunity to advise and, and work on projects that are going to be launching um, some of the, the blue chip uh, DeFi applications on IOTA from day one. Um, so we need decentralized exchanges. We need lending platforms. We need a bridge. Um, we need yield aggregators. Uh, we need NFT marketplaces. We need games to launch. So we've got, you know, some fun entertainment. Uh, we may need some some game gambling applications. Um, there's, you know, there's room for a derivatives um, decentralized exchange. So you can trade futures. Um, there's room for synthetic assets. So we can start, you know, representing real world um, stocks and shares on some of these exchanges. Um, and this is really just scratching the surface in, in what the, the ecosystem can develop over time. That's just the sort of the initial phase that I'd love to see and, and uh, help develop on, on top of IOTA and, and in particular on top of um, Shimmer and uh, Assembly. Mm. And I think everything you mentioned actually is in progress right now, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's, it's yeah. a really exciting time to be involved. And I've, I've really loved actually, you know, spending my time in the evenings uh, chatting away to a number of different developers and different teams building on top of IOTA. There's 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 a real buzz around um, IOTA right now. And actually, because I, I, like I said, I've been involved in multiple different um, smart contract chains and, and communities and actually talking to people on other chains, they're, they're also interested in coming across to IOTA and, and developing as well. Um, I think one of the, the, the huge um, successes of, of crypto since um 2020 is is really DeFi. um i mean when when we look at where DeFi was in early 2020 i remember getting excited about the the total value locked meaning that the total amount of like liquidity and assets staked on top of these chains within DeFi um had just reached a billion dollars and i thought that was like a milestone moment and i thought you know this might be a top signal and i was a little bit concerned in early 2020 but now we're sat on 270 billion dollars <laughs> worth of total value locked and again that might seem like a top but actually in comparison to traditional finance it's just a drop in the ocean there's so much potential still left on the table uh, for us to um like eat into that traditional finance uh, model and I, another comparison that i like to make as well and, and, and why i'm you know I'm, I'm looking to focus all of my time on DeFi is there's another narrative happening right now. So Ethereum was the first smart contract chain. And in early 2021, they had 97% of the market share. Now, today, that's down to 57%. And you might think that's, you know, that's worrying for Ethereum. But actually, they've still managed to grow massively during that time. So in early 2021, they would have had a TVL around sort of a, a couple of billion dollars but now they've got tvl of around about 160 billion dollars so they've, they've grown massively there's so much opportunity for every chain um launching um because we need to build capacity and we need chains that are different and provide unique selling points to um, developers and customers and I, I i honestly and truly believe that iota can build a niche for itself and, uh, and and capture some of that market share. And it wouldn't need to, to capture a huge amount to be successful. 
although obviously we, we'd like it to be one of the largest players, um, but just capturing, you know, three to $6 billion worth of TVL would be hugely beneficial to the token price of Shimmer, Assembly, and also IOTA. So, um, like, what unique advantages will IOTA have within uh, DeFi? Sure. So th there's a few. Um, one of the ones that I really like, and it's all about fairness, is that IOTA um, has no ext uh, machine extractable value, um, MEV for short. And it basically means that bots can't take advantage of the ordering of the transactions in the consensus. So when a transaction is um, complete um, on Shimmer, it randomizes the order. So you, you don't know whose transaction is going to be put through first. And it's also fairer because you can't pay more gas to go first. So it's not like the wealthiest people can force their transactions through first. Um, now, there are some drawbacks to that, but I think there's, you know, the bigger advantages through um, not having this um, machine extractable value. It means that bots can't take advantage of um, users with things such as sandwich attacks. Now, I'm not going to go into great detail as to what a sandwich attack is because it's quite technical, but in short, it's, it's a way of extracting money from people that trade on decentralized exchanges. And it's quite a big problem. Um, hundreds of millions of dollars are extracted from DeFi users um, on decentralized um, exchanges today. And um, IOTA will help to um, solve this, this issue uh, with the, the, the order um, consensus of their, their smart contract chain. Um, IOTA will also allow for its smart contract chains to be interoperable. Now, I suspect from day one, there'll just be one smart contract chain. And um, over time, once assembly launches, there's then the option of having multiple smart contract chains to help um, to help expand on the, um, the volume that uh, will hopefully come onto the, the, the smart contract chains. And with each smart contract chain that's launched, they're interoperable, meaning that you can transfer assets um, between the chains quickly and with zero fees, which is really exciting. Um, another um, feature of the smart contract chains is that they're very adaptable as well. So on day one, you could have the language of the smart contract chain be EVM compatible and be something like uh, Solidity in that it's, it's hugely advantage for, advantageous for developers because all of the, well, the majority of smart contract um, dApps are built using um, Solidity and it allows for applications to be launched on top of IOTA relatively quickly because the code can be uh, forked, which is open sourced. Um, and we can create um, decentralized applications relatively quickly uh, based on solid code that's been developed for other chains, um, which is also an, an advantage for, for IOTA. Um, th there's a number of other um, advantages as well. Um, for example, there's the ecosystem funding, but it's, it's not just ecosystem funding that's been dictated by the foundation. They're going to give the community a, a huge amount of say 
over how those those funds are going to be used and utilized. And I suspect that that will form some some kind of DAO uh, in, the, in the near future. Um, so I think this will be the first time that a, a DAO is used for ecosystem funding. And for the first time, the community will be able to decide um, where they would like that funding to be allocated uh, for, for which projects they, um, you know, they, they have the most faith for, um, which is, you know, a, again, a, a big plus. Um, at the same time, the foundation are keeping uh, 10% that they can allocate so that they still have some, some, uh, some say in the, the, the ecosystem uh, development side. Um, there's also the possibility of, um, you know, very cheap transactions, or there's the possibility of transactions being fee, uh, free. However, that would likely be using um, a private smart contract chain. Um, and then I think one of the biggest advantages that IOTA has is that it's the community. It's, it's everyone listening in today that will form part of that ecosystem. If we don't have a community, then um, we won't get the kind of traction that we need. And I, I strongly believe that there's, there is a really large um, community within IOTA. I mean, we've seen that recently with, um, with the success of Suniverse. Um, I've been really interested to see what that team have managed to do on, on their testnet. And that's before they've, they've launched on the, the main um, smart contract platforms being um, Shimmer and Assembly. So I'm really excited to see what they can achieve once they, they fully launch. And it's, it's great to see the, the appetite for some of the, the DeFi um, applications that are raising money on those platforms. I think that's, that's only a sign of things to come. Um, so no, I'm, I'm really excited to see the, uh, the community really go full tilt um, well, maybe full tilt is the wrong word because we do need to um, air some on the side of caution with DeFi. But um, just, I'm just excited to see the, the community have the opportunity to uh, to use DeFi on IOTA because, with the greatest of respect to the community, um, a lot of communities are a little segregated, and I, I don't think a huge percentage of the IOTA community has really experienced uh, DeFi firsthand. Mm. And um, I'd, I'd encourage everyone really to. To, to kind of get involved and, and experience DeFi, um, even if it's on a um, like a competitor chain right now, just to kind of experience um, some of the the, the functions and and uh, use cases out there, which will I hope eventually find their way onto IOTA as well. Yeah, like you mentioned, like security around uh, uh, DeFi as well as the the community, uh, the ecosystem funding, like how, how can we as the community ensure that the community ecosystem funding is utilized effectively? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I'd, I'd like to ask the community to really start by educating yourself. Um, I've, I've used many uh, DeFi um, learning sites and, and one that I've liked to use a lot is, is one called wiki.rugdoc.io. Uh, um, what I do is after this uh, podcast, maybe I'll just, um, I'll tweet out a list of um, resources that I like to use and, mm. and will perhaps uh, provide some, uh, some use for, for the listeners. Um, but I mean, it's, it's hard to cover the, the entire ecosystem. Um, so I'd, I'd also employ everyone to, to join like a, a close group of like trusted friends uh, to share information and in, in alpha across the, the ecosystem. Um, so they can, you know, they can, they can form, um, good opinions and, and 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 get you know feedback and and critical feedback from their, their friends in in this um th this ecosystem because it's it's very easy to get carried away with fomo um and 
not see some of the pitfalls and it's, it's good to have other opinions um, as to what, what makes a good, good project. Um, I guess as well, it's, it'd be good for everyone to get involved in Touchpoint and, and learn about the, the projects that are launching. Um, they can they can get involved in these projects as well. I mean, just reach out to the, the project leads and uh, offer your services, even if you're not technical. Um, the, the services are required. Um, for example, um, I'm going to be looking to hire a number of people on the operation side uh, for a number of projects that I'm looking to launch over the next three to six months, which I'm going to require people to be technical. We're going to need people from, you know, just mods on Discord uh, to community managers, to social media managers, um, to people that have got, you know, ideas about branding, um, illustrators. There's, there's a whole range of services that, you know, um, people like myself and um, other teams require right now. And mm. I'd, I'd implore everyone just to, to reach out to those project leads that you're interested in and just ask them, you know, what, what, what services are they looking for right now? How, how can they help the team? Even if it's just, you know, providing some uh, publicity or, or talking about their project, um, that, that could help the team long-term. How can we safeguard ourselves from the risk involved in DeFi? Sure, there, there's a number of different ways that we can safeguard the, ourselves and, and our, our community. I'd, I'd say that one of the, the first mistakes that I see a lot of people make is around timing. Uh, people rush into decisions and I'm sure everyone's heard of FOMO, which is fear of missing out. And I'd implore everyone just to you know take a step back and, and think about their investments um, and think about the, the, the risk of those investments. And, and really to, to start small, like you don't need to bet the house um, you know, uh, uh, on the first day, you can start small and, and losing money isn't necessarily a bad thing um, if you're learning from those mistakes. And it's, it's always good just to, you know, put a bit of money on the, on the, on the table. You know, if you lose some of those chips, then, then you know, you, you've, you've had a good learning experience and you're paying for that education. Um, but, you know, if you're betting in the house and you lose that, it's, it's difficult to come back from. So mm. I, I definitely recommend, like, um, just investing a little bit, learning about DeFi through, you know, losing a bit of money, making a bit of money. Um, it's probably one of the best ways to to, to learn about DeFi. Um, and then really looking at this from like a, a wallet security um, perspective, um, perhaps a lot of people that are getting involved in DeFi haven't used um, um, non-custodial uh, wallets uh, too too much. And so I'd, I'd like to kind of remind everybody that you know, we should be using hardware wallets. You know, we need to ensure that we're securing our seed phrase, that we're using things like VPN to, to help protect us from, from hackers. Because again, there's nothing worse than getting involved in DeFi, making some money and losing that because you've been hacked. Um, so again, also, you know, using multiple different wallets. So perhaps having like a, a hot wallet um, and, a, and a cold wallet. Um, so that the hot wallet can be what you're using for your your, your day-to-day transactions, and you have a a, a hard wallet um, which is you know completely disconnected from from the internet, perhaps a, an old laptop or something that you could uh, secure that on. Um, other recommendations is is really around looking at the projects themselves. So I guess starts starting by looking at the team. So like, how much experience does the team have? Um, is it relevant experience? Um, have they been involved in other projects previously? And then really going in depth into those projects, like have they had any security issues? Because 
to be honest, security isn't a very sexy topic, topic but it's absolutely vital in DeFi. Um, mm. You don't have to look too far to see um, security issues and, and news on DeFi, and it regularly hits the uh, the news as as, a, as some of these DeFi um, platforms get hacked. So certainly have a look at uh, whether they they've had any security issues with any past projects. Um, have a look at their connections as well, because you know if they've got connections with um, influential influential people, that can be a big plus for the project. And uh, yeah, I mean, what is potentially a red flag is you know are, are the team anonymous or not? Now it, it's not in itself a complete red flag because. As you're probably aware, there's a lot of regulatory risk in launching uh, DeFi uh, platforms. And there's a lot of good developers that want to be anonymous and don't want to have the risk and wrath of regulators coming after them in, in years to come. Mm. Uh, but, but certainly, you know, being um, a public developer is a, uh, is a big plus. Um, moving on then, looking at tokenomics. So, um, we need to have a look at the, the team allocations. Um, now, th there's no hard or fast rule when it comes to tokenomics as to how much um, allocation should be provided to teams. But what, I should, what I'd recommend is really having a look at several different competing um, um, applications on different chains to see you know, how much has the team been allocated on those chains and how much work has this team had to uh, produce uh, to to launch this this application, um, and and are they are they worthy of of that allocation? Um, other tokenomics to look at is the development allocations. Sometimes that can just be too small, um, and it doesn't allow for the funds needed to develop the the platform into the uh, success that they they lay out on their roadmap. So it's it's not always like a hard and fast rule to say, oh, the developer allocation is maybe, you know, it's really small as a good thing. Sometimes that can be a bad thing as well. But again, you don't want it to be too large. Um, having a look at um, the allocation for liquidity, uh, which can include a decentralized exchange, but also um, tokens to allow for um, centralized exchanges to, to list their token is, is obviously um, important. And, and also the, the emission rate of the, the token as well and and when are these allocations unlocked so for example if there's a team allocation of maybe 30 percent of the tokens that in itself perhaps isn't like a major red flag although it is on the a bit on the high side but if for example the team allocation is 30 percent and all of those tokens unlocked after a month you can imagine what's going to happen after a month there's a huge temptation for those uh, team uh, developers to um, sell those tokens on the open market, and it could, you know, flood the market and and depreciate the price of the the token. So it's it's really critical having a look at the emission rate of those tokens and the uh, the unlocking of those tokens to see when and how they they unlock. Typically, you want the emission rate to be, you know, um, relatively low and over a long period of time. Um, same with any token unlocks for for team. You'd like them to be over an extended period of time. Now, the development allocations they need to be unlocked as and when they're needed for the development of the of the platform. Um, next thing to really have a, a look at is also having a look at how much capital are they looking to raise, and um, having a look at the, the the product as well. And you know what are they looking to release on day one, and 
it, does that justify the amount of capital that they're looking to raise? Um, because what you have to bear in mind is that um, if they're raising a lot of money and on day one they just have a basic uh, product, you're, you're putting a lot of trust in the team to uh, develop and uh, deliver on their roadmap. <laughs> so, and I, I guess this lastly, and I'd, I'd, I'd try and um, make sure that everyone is really kind of responsible for their, their own investments. You know, you, you can follow advice and, and guidance from others, but really your, your investment is, is your, your own responsibility. And, um, you know, if, if, if you, you know, make good, good gains over someone's advice and they're, they're your own gains. But again, also, if, if you lose money because you, you follow somebody else's advice, it's, it's important to accept that. Uh, as as your responsibility yeah but like you mentioned that you are a part of a couple of projects yourself so like what projects are you working on and which project are you excited to see launch yeah sure i, I guess i can take this this um, opportunity to um explain that i'm i'm an advisor for a project called accumulator uh, which is going to be a yield aggregator um on top of iota and, and what a yield aggregator is is that it allows for the gains on a, a decentralized application to be um, harvested and reinvested back into your initial stake. Um, so it compounds the interest that you're earning. So a, a good example of this would be, for example, a decentralized exchange. So if, for example, I provided liquidity um, on, say, like Tangle C, for example, um, I could provide um, liquidity for maybe the, the Loom IOTA pairing. And for providing that liquidity, I'm going to be earning additional Loom tokens. And what this application will do is that it will sell 50% of the Loom tokens, buy IOTA tokens, and then restake those tokens as additional liquidity in my uh, liquidity pool and earn additional farm rewards. Um, what that does is that over time, it will increase my return. So, for example, if the return is, say, I don't know, um, I'm, I'm guesstimating here, but let's say the the return on that that farm pool is, say, 100% per annual. By using um, a yield aggregator, you could increase that to something like 118 or maybe 120% per annual because you're constantly compounding those rewards. So if you don't compound those rewards, they just accumulate in this um this claim wallet that you have to claim over a period of time. And if you just claim them after a year, you could earn an additional 20% by using a, a yield aggregator. Mm -hmm. So that, that's one tool that we're using, which is, to be honest, it's a relatively basic um, tool, um, but we're, we're gonna take security um, very seriously. And we're, we're gonna ensure that we have, you know, the very best audits um, and, and work with some of the, the best uh, developers around. Um, we're also looking at a number of other options. Um, from stable coins to um, NFT incubators um, to um, balance of V2 forks. Um, but um, I, I guess to talk around some of the, the projects that I'm really excited about at the moment, um, I'm, I'm excited about, um, you know, a bridge like MultiChain uh, providing services to IOTA. I think that's really quite critical because that allows us to transfer assets from one smart contract chain to another. So it allows us to bring, you know, capital from, from other chains onto, onto IOTA, which is 
which is vitally important. Um, I'm also excited uh, to see, you know, how the DEXs launch. So I'm excited to see um, Tangle C and Tangle Swap, and it'll be interesting to see which one, you know, gains the, the most amount of traction early on. And I think a lot of that will be around, like, how do the tokenomics work? Um, who provides the most amount of value for, for their stakeholders? And who has the best, like, branding to attract uh, some of that uh, liquidity and volume onto their exchanges? So I'm super interested to see how, uh, how that pans out. Um, and then I'm, I'm interested to see how, like, Sooniverse launch, um, you know, they've had a lot of success already. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, um, then deploy on the, the the main chains and uh, and and see it operating on 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 Shimmer, and then eventually assembly, and then outside of that, I mean, there's some cool games like um, Dalby, um, which um, I had a, a good opportunity to speak to the team to recently, and um, yeah, I mean that, that that sounds like a really cool game. I don't know if you've had the chance to to take a look at that yet, but uh, like I, I love my NFTs, um, I love art. And uh, yeah, the, the concept of being able to kind of like work on a, it looks like some kind of like Pictionary concept where you compete with other artists and um, like the best uh, piece of work wins and, and gets like a token allocation and uh, the best NFT can then be auctioned off. Um, I think it's a really neat, uh, neat and unique, um, unique dApp. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to seeing that as well. Uh, so you mentioned, you mentioned your project, uh, Accumulator. Uh, like like real quick like what's the what's the risks for for being involved with that yeah sure so the risk is that there's there's two elements to the risk um most of it is around smart contracts so the first smart contract risk is if we provide a yield aggregating service to a underlying dex or DeFi protocol that gets hacked then our users will also get hacked and then the next layer of that risk is that if our smart contract um, contracts get hacked, then our users get hacked. So for providing that yield aggregating service, there is additional smart contract risks involved. Um, there's also risks as well. I mean, we'll, we'll have a utility token, which will share some of the revenue from um, our yield aggregator service. So how the revenue works is that we take a small amount of um, the um, a small amount of the gains as a fee, uh, but over the course of a year, you would earn a lot more using our yield aggregator, even with our fees and then than not. Um, but there's risks as well as investing into DeFi tokens, because as you've probably seen, they're very volatile. You know, it, it's not like investing into a token in the top 100. These tokens can appreciate in value and depreciate in value very quickly. Um, and so we're, we're trying to design the tokenomics where we're trying to limit that that um, that amount of um, price of volatility, um, but it's it's difficult to do. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, this sounds pretty like really excited to try to get like my hands on all this, like the dexes and the uh, the dealing, the farming. Like I, I've not really wrapped my head around how it everything works, like down to the to the basics, but. It's really interesting to start learning about it. Yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd say people that are interested in learning about DeFi should, don't need to wait till Shimmer launches. They can get involved today. You know, there's there's plenty of other smart contract platforms out there. For example, uh, Phantom, Matic, 
AVAX are, are relatively inexpensive to um, to complete transactions on, and you don't need to invest a lot on on those um, those chains um, to to have a you know a play on some of the the DeFi applications. So that that would be my my first advice to everybody because by by doing so you'll be prepared for what is going to be launched on IOTA, and you'll have a head start of everybody else um, because you'll you'll be familiar with how to provide you know, liquidity to decentralized exchanges to earn passive income. Um, you'll be, you know, fluent in, in trading um, assets on a decentralized exchange. Um, you could lend some of your assets on a lending pr protocol. You could borrow some assets as well and, and learn about how you need to um, over collateralize your, your lending. And this all sounds quite complicated. And, and to be honest, sometimes like, I'm talking to my friends and, and colleagues, and I, I appreciate that I'm, I, I sound like I'm talking a completely different language. But one of one of my tasks as well, now that I'm going full time DeFi, is to really try to educate and, and provide as much um, guides and and and, um, and and quality content for the IOTA community, so everyone is is as prepared as, as can be for for what is to to launch. And so. I'm going to be starting to develop some articles that people can can read into and, and what I expect to occur on IOTA in the early days. Um, and I'll start posting some some videos on YouTube as well. Um, I mean, doing podcasts and, and videos doesn't come naturally to me, but I'll try my best to explain things as, as simply as I can. And actually through something uh, like YouTube where I can share my screen and actually go through these protocols step by step, I can show people um, how to use some of these these DeFi protocols, which I know will be launching on IOTA and will be, you know, will have a, a very similar user interface. And of course, once once uh, Shimmer launches, um, I'll I'll provide content on on Shimmer as well. Mm. You don't have to worry about the like the podcasting and the talking because you're a natural. So I'm really impressed all about all the how you are able to provide this type of information in like a simple way. Thanks, but um, I, to be honest, I'm not sure if I'm going to listen back to this because I don't know about you, but I, I can't stand the sound of my own voice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to be honest, I haven't listened to many of my own episodes. <laughs> I've listened to a few of them, and it's, uh, no, it's, a, it's a really good tool. And it's, um, it's been great to listen to some of the other uh, builders and developers. And uh, actually today, um, I, I caught a, a quick... Um, a quick um, um, glance at the, uh, the the dom podcast which um, i need to need to go through in a bit more detail but it's it's great that you you've got some some really good quality um um people from the community to, to come onto your podcast you, you've done a great job thanks you mate um like for the, like the community right how can they get involved in the DeFi projects sure so i guess it depends how they want to get involved so if they want to be like an active investor so they want to help promote the projects and and support them then if they're not technical like i said before they could get involved by offering their services um so you know perhaps people are like graphics designers and they could help with maybe illustrations or perhaps people um are more comfortable with like helping the community and perhaps they could become like an expert in the the DeFi protocol and and be a, a mod on a Discord channel and, and help with some of the questions that the community might have, um, or perhaps 
perhaps people are more interested in maybe like the branding and an image or some of these um, these applications and, and want to get involved with the, the more creative side and and um, and create some like marketing material um, there's there's lots of different avenues that people can can go through to to um, to get involved in some of these um, projects um, as an as a sort of an active investor but even if you just want to be a user of those platforms um, the first thing that you should do is, is to educate yourself start small and, and just start playing with these DeFi applications because you'll learn a lot just by playing around. Um, I, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, like I, I never looked at an instruction manual for like any game that I played. I'd always just jump in, play about with it, break it, you know, have fun and, and, uh, and, and try and learn like as much as I can, like, um, by, by using the application. Now, you've got to be a little careful with DeFi because, you know, it's not just play money. You know, you're you're putting real chips on the table. But by using some of these uh, smart contract chains that have really small fees, you can play with a relatively small stack just so you can learn to provide liquidity, um, use DEXs, uh, use lending platforms, um, use NFT marketplaces. Um, like you could do NFT mints on like generative sites. There's so much opportunity out there to, to have some fun on these um these smart contract chains and to be honest like i've been having an absolute blast like checking out the all of the different chains and the the applications that are launching there's there's some super innovative stuff going on on multiple different chains and it's it's even more exciting to kind of speak to those developers that are now looking to launch on iota as well um so yeah just really jump in and get involved just um don't bet the house because like i said um, particularly as novices, um, take small steps and, and, and take your time with this. But th there's no reason to, to wait. Start now. Yeah, that's the thing I've been planning. I'm planning on like getting into it for quite a while, but I've never like found the time to do it. But now I've decided I'm really going to sit down after after this episode. So this is the priority of the weekend. Yeah, I, I just had a thought actually. Perhaps we could set up some kind of um, community um, like screen share. Maybe I can do like a, a Zoom uh, call with the community and like I can take questions and I can I can run them through some of the um, DeFi applications on, on other chains and, and give them like a taste for what DeFi is because it to be honest, it's, it's hard to describe in words. It, it's much easier to, to show people um, visually what, what these platforms can achieve yeah. and what we can expect on IOTA. And I'll go back to it again. This, this is like a gold rush opportunity like the gates are going to open soon um there's going to be the opportunity for launching decentralized finance applications on top of iota with with the the size of the community that we have it's it's going to be it's going to be fantastic i, I really can't wait the only um worry that i have is that people um are, are not going to be um really up to speed as to how to use these these applications and it, there's also a number of like pitfalls and risks. Um, I mean, we we talk through you know some of the risks, but um, there, there's there's an equal amount of opportunities as there are pitfalls. So it's it's really important to really look out for safer investments, particularly when you're starting off. Um, you know, just because something has a really high like reward, like APR, doesn't necessarily mean that's going to be a good investment. Um, so it's, it's, it's worth, you know, going at this, um, with, um, you know, with your, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Creek or mine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, just just with baby steps to, to start off yeah. with. But yeah, let, let, let's start taking those baby steps together now. Let's um let's set up a Zoom call and um we can we can kind of share with the entire community um what is going to be possible on IOTA. Yeah, I love the idea. We, like we totally need to do that. Uh, I think a lot of people would appreciate to actually see it and get an explanation what it is what it is because like for some people it's quite easy to like yield and farming, but a lot of people like have no idea what even that is. So yeah. Yeah, it's it's a big learning curve. I mean, I'm fortunate that I've experienced it from the very early days. So it's it's second nature to me. And mm. this is why I sometimes have to stop myself and when I'm talking to people and go, you know, I'm talking Dutch to you now, aren't I? Because at times I feel like I'm I'm talking a different language. Um so yeah, hopefully I've managed to put across in relative simple terms what 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 DeFi is about, the opportunities, some of the risks. Um and, and, and what I'm building, what I'm looking forward to in the future. Yeah, I can see like the Tangle Swap NFT, like they have the uh, the APR attached to it. And I think a lot, I see a lot of people just asking like, what is APR? So we really have to start at the bottom there and build everyone up from this uh, like together. Exactly, and it's much easier to show people um, with examples on on platforms. And in, in short, APR is annual percentage rate. Um, which is different to annual percentage yield. So annual percentage rate is what you're earning. Um, yeah, to be honest, it's, it's much easier to kind of show you some examples. But in, in theory, APR can be compounded to achieve a higher APY with a yield aggregator. And it's, it's, it's something that I can run through in a bit more detail and show you an example of a yield aggregator to um, explain APR and, and APY and how to make the most of apr mm, that'd be great um like where do you see iota and the, the smart contract platform like two three years down the road oh yeah um tough question um i think i i I'd, I'd very much hope that by then iota has established established itself as a, a leading smart contract um ecosystem so that's not just within DeFi. there's, there's more to smart contracts and just DeFi. you know we're looking at the nft marketplaces we're looking at gamefi as well um and really making inroads into um in, into traditional finance like I'd, I'd love us to be in a position of, of starting to ask questions of traditional finance and and really disru disrupting that sector um i think there's so many more efficient ways of doing finance with DeFi in comparison to to tradfi so um I, i'd hope that we're making inroads there um, because at the moment we're, we're less than one percent of traditional finance, much less than one percent. So there's there's a long way to go. You know, we're still super super early. I think people look at like Bitcoin and, and where that's come and think, gosh, you know, we're late to the game. Well, TradFi, you're even earlier than Bitcoin, and I still think you know we're, we're early to the game with crypto and 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 IOTA and, and, and Bitcoin. And as I mentioned before, one point. 7 billion people are unbanked right now that's that's a devastating figure you know that that impacts people's you know ability to uh to, to live out their lives and and it really in, encroaches on people's um ability to, to pay for food i'm sure it impacts on, on on poverty and i think there has to be a big change and i hope that um decentralized finance is, is part of that change 
Um, and I, I hate to say it, but I think there's there's likely to be more regulation in this area as well. Um, and it's it's key for us right now to be working with those regulators to to really shape the future right now. And um, I hope that the the foundation and other chains can can all come together and, and work together to to help shape the the, the regulatory um, future, because I think DeFi has the ability to to, to really compete with traditional finance. Um, but we need the right regulation in place as well. That that's fair and and, and con continues to allow us to to operate in a in a transparent and 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 fair way to to help create value for for, for all st stakeholders in in these ecosystems. Mm. Like, how do you expect uh, DeFi to to impact the value of IOTA? Uh, good question. I think because IOTA is going to be the um the security layer for shimmer and um assembly any increase in asset value at the shimmer and assembly um ecosystems will also impact on on the value of iota um also the the use case of iota will increase rapidly as there's more transactions on shimmer and assembly which also needs to be verified on the um, IOTA Tangle. And with the new mechanism of uh, requiring um, IOTA um, to um, carry out large numbers of transactions, um, I think we'll see um, a, a lot more IOTA being held and, and, and therefore kind of like the, the supply and demand, um, you know, hopefully increasing the price for IOTA. So I, I think mm -hmm. it's a, a positive story for IOTA yeah. If um, Shimmer and Assembly are positive stories. Definitely. I like, but do you think uh, maybe uh, Assembly will maybe outrun IOTA or will IOTA keep being the main coin with the, with the biggest market cap? Oh, good question. I think IOTA will continue to be the, the larger yeah. market cap. Um, I also think that IOTA will be used extensively across the, the DeFi ecosystem on both Shimmer and Assembly. Um, it's it's the most valued within the community right now, and mm. I can see people um, now to get IOTA onto Shimmer and Assembly, it will need to be wrapped. But I, I can see people um, staking their IOTA on um, Shimmer and Assembly to act as like collateral for like lending platforms or collateral for a stablecoin. So in in short, what I'm trying to say is that I think there's going to be a lot of IOTA locked up within the DeFi ecosystem of both um, Shimmer and Assembly, as well as the, the native Shimmer and Assembly tokens. Um, so I think it's I think it's positive news for for all three tokens. Um, but I think yeah, I think IOTA is still going to be king. Mm, yeah, me too. And what and what's your take on like GameFi and NFTs? Yeah, it's a it's a really interesting space. Um, I wouldn't say I'm as knowledgeable in in either right now. I'm actually working with a team. Uh, well, I say working. I'm an advisor for a team on Phantom that also has a NFT arm, and they've been super successful in like launching um, NFT um, generative projects. So basically, incubating artists and working with them to create generative um, artwork whereby they could have a thousand pieces with randomized um, art through a minting process. And 
there's like different rarities and different utility that's provided to this art. So they're, they're really innovating in, in this space right now. And um, it's really cool and interesting to work with them, even if I'm not as knowledgeable on NFTs. It's it's great to be working with some of the the, the, the smartest like minds and, and marketeers in uh, in the the NFT space. And I'm I'm really hopeful that um, they'll also look to to come on to IOTA and, and provide a, a similar service because it'll be great to see um, some some of the, the the artists on IOTA working with them or or bring an artist from from other chains onto IOTA and really growing that community. And then as for, for GameFi, like, like I'd love to see more innovative like GameFi projects like Dalby. Um, I'm talking to a couple of um, GameFi projects right now um, and uh, trying to convince them to come across to IOTA as well. It's, uh, it's an area I think that we need to probably focus a bit more time on. Um, and perhaps the community can help as well. Like if, if you see a GameFi project on another chain that you like, um, like hit them up, you know, reach out to the project lead and, and ask them whether they've heard of iota are they interested in you know launching on shimmer and assembly because these are the kind of projects that are very unique and can provide a lot of users onto the chain um so for example there's a game on avax which makes up like 60 percent of the volume of transactions right now um i think it's called is it crab something <laughs> i can't even remember the name of the, the the game but like games can can create a huge amount of volume on your chain and and that is only positive for the value of the the, the native tokens um so it'd be good for us to to attract some some tier one uh game five projects across to to iota um and i think that's possible you know we've it's it's not just up to the foundation to be attracting these um, these applications to come onto IOTA. We as a community can do that as well. And the cool thing is, is we as a community, once um, Shimmer and uh, more importantly, Assembly launches, with Assembly, we'll have that ability to incentivize those um, those projects to actually come onto IOTA. So as a community and a DAO, we could literally reach out to any developer of DeFi or GameFi or NFTs that we want on Assembly, and we can say to them with a proposal, come onto Assembly, and we'll give you X amount of benefits over this period of time. You know that that's a really exciting prospect, and um, yeah, I'm lo- really looking forward to um, playing a, a small part of that in the future. Mm. Yeah, me too. There's so much going on right now. It's like so many different projects, uh, like. T- Sorry, uh, like tons of uh, potential, like left and right. So I'm really looking forward to get my hands into and like wrap my head around everything that's going on because it's getting quite hard to keep up with everything. So, yeah, it yeah, it's super super difficult. Um, that's why I'm like over the moon that uh, I'm, I've 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 gone full time. Like I said, it's bittersweet because like um, I, I'm generally going to miss my team and 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 the work that I do. But it's a it's a new opportunity, um, and and going full time gives me more time to uh, to to reach out to projects and 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 work with some of the the the, the best developers building on top of IOTA. That being said, I'm I'm sure even with all of my time, um, I won't be able to um, to to reach out to everybody. Yeah, it, it probably just keep on growing, as Dom said on the the, the episode. Like, if we if we think we like this is a lot, then we haven't seen nothing yet. So uh, yeah, we, exactly. we got something coming. Um, so I have one more question for you before I let you go. Um, how and on which channels will you guide the IoT community through these starting times of DeFi? Sure. Um, so 
I'm guessing that most people listening to this um, know of me on Twitter, where, which is why I've kind of tried to build my um, my presence since sort of October, November last year. Um, I'm going to start branching out onto YouTube. Um, so I'm going to start doing some um, tutorials on YouTube through a number of different um, DeFi applications. So we can start to build the knowledge and education of the community. So everyone is is uh, as prepared as can be uh, for the launch of, of Shimmer and Assembly. Um, I'll look to be a bit more active in the Discord channel. So feel free to um, hit me up on, on Discord if you've got any questions or, or Twitter. Um, and, and like we uh, we mentioned before, we'll, we'll look to do maybe like a, a large um, Zoom screen share where we can have as, as many of the community as possible joining us and we can go through like a live session and you can feel free to, to ask me questions. Um, we might need to kind of limit the voice chat, but we can do like questions and chat or something. And mm. uh, we can run through like a number of different um, DeFi applications together. Yeah, wonderful. Um, so yeah, like thank you so much for for everything you're doing, like keeping the community up to date. Um, I'm really looking forward to to uh, to be able to learn more about it. So I will definitely tune into your, to your sessions and read your the articles that you will be be giving out. So yeah, and best of luck with your with your projects and all that. So it's gonna be really exciting to see it come 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 uh, come to life. Great. Well, um, I'm going to be releasing more information on Accumulator probably after this weekend because um, I'm celebrating at the moment. I'm I'm uh, I'm taking the wife to to Dublin. We're going to go and watch um, Ed Sheeran play over the weekend, which is going to be absolutely awesome. Uh, but once I'm back on Monday, there's a few things that we just need to tidy up on Accumulator before we can really do the official launch on Twitter. But I'd expect that sometime sort of mid to end of next week we'll be ready to um, kind of release our presence on uh, Twitter with a website to follow shortly after. Mm. And then there's there's other projects that I'm working on um, and advising on for other teams as well. But like I said, if anyone is interested in working on um, a, a decentralized finance application team, then hit me up on um, Twitter or Discord and uh, yeah we can we can see whether you're the right fit um and what kind of um services you, you can you can assist us with and uh yeah hopefully we can we can get more of the community involved in in these projects mm, yeah but thank you thank you so much for attending mate uh, it's been a pleasure i think uh, the community is going to take this value uh bring them with them and tune into your to your channel because this is uh, it's valuable information for everyone Awesome. I, I really appreciate that. And, and thanks very much for your time. Like your, um, your, your time and commitment to the, the community is, um, is, is much appreciated. Um, I, I know um, there's, there's many people that I speak to that are following IOTA because of you. So I, I really appreciate the work that you do around the community. And um, yeah, we, I think you're one of many people that, that help to um, expand this space and it's only going to benefit the ecosystem and their smart contract platforms once they launch so kudos to you man thank you mate i uh, really appreciate it so to everyone else uh keep an eye on cappy reach out to him if you are interested in uh, either learning or wanting a job within his space uh keep an eye out for accumulator and get behind get left behind cheers awesome adios <laughs>